What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Slaw Sports Show. I'm your host, Cole Noble, aka Slaw, and today we're going to be wrapping up our NFL offseason review and predictions, doing the NFC and AFC North. And joining us today is a good friend of mine, Vadim Conco, who is a fellow Green Bay Packers fan, and he's going to be hopping in and analyzing this offseason. And also wrapping up is the NFL week one of the preseason, so a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. And then coming forward in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some college football analysis and just a lot of more NFL stuff as the season's coming into full swing. And if you haven't already, go back and check out some of the other episodes. we got a lot of great reviews and predictions up on the other episodes of the other divisions to check out. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and begin with the NFC North. All right, what's up, Betty? What's good, Slaw? Not much. Not much. Uh, how you been, bro? I've been doing fantastic. How about yourself? I've been pretty good. Uh, so since you're a fellow Packer fan, we're just going to go ahead and start with the Green Bay Packers. And then they, they had a pretty emotional offseason. Uh, they got rid of head coach Mike McCarthy and then brought in uh, Matt LaFleur as their new head coach. And we got a little taste of, La, of the uh, LaFleur era and week one of the preseason getting a 28-26 to win versus Houston. And they were up three scores in that game, and Houston started chipping back into it. But we saw a lot of good stuff from the offense. And how good is this era going to be in Green Bay? I feel like uh, I feel like we've needed a coach that can adapt for a long time. And I feel like LaFleur is the he's, – he's a guy. He's, uh, he's a guy that can fit into Aaron's scheme, and Aaron is a guy that can fit into LaFleur's scheme. I think they'll – They'll work perfectly together. Um, I'm excited to see this uh, this 2019-2020 season. Um, the offensive schemes that they're going to be coming up with, it's uh, it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah, and LaFleur, um, he's the old offensive coordinator with Sean McVay, and then last season was the offensive coordinator with uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans and now coming to Green Bay. Just an offensive guru all around, and we're going to see how well um, Aaron Rodgers can adapt to his new offensive scheme. And then this offseason, they got Adrian Amos and then Preston and Zadarius Smith to add to their defense. And it's a, posi- uh, a side of the ball that's been really weak for the Packers in the last couple of years. Do you see a change coming to the defense? I feel like uh, I feel like Mike's scheme is uh, is slowly getting its pieces. I feel like last year our defense was uh, was better than it has been uh, in years before. I feel like the defense is finally getting to where it needs to be. Um, the additional pieces, Amos, uh, Smith, both of them, um, signing those big big names. Um, I feel like those are going to be essential parts of our defense coming into this next season. Yeah, and uh, they didn't really add uh, any wide receiver help this offseason. They got Devontae Adams, and we're fans, so we know the other guys, but a lot of other people probably don't know the other wide receivers. Do you think they're going to be fine with uh, not much help past Devontae? Um, I feel like I'm looking at these guys, uh, especially people, especially these small names like Kumaro. I'm looking at uh, St. Brown. I feel like these guys are... Um, I feel like these guys are going to come out of their shell. They've got one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever throw the ball, uh, throw it to them. And I feel like uh, I feel like it's their year to shine. It's your, their year to show show the league uh, show the league what's up. And uh, I feel like they're going to do great under uh, under Arod and uh, under the floor. Yeah, and um, they lost quite a bit. A lot of fan favorites: um, Randall Cobb, Nick Perry, Mike Daniels, who just got released a couple weeks ago. And then Clay Matthews, a big guy, like looking over right here, that's the guy I have on my wall. So that really hurt a lot to see him leave. 
and just what do you think the culture is going to look like for the Packers losing all these franchise guys? Um, I feel like it's it's part of Green Bay his, Green Bay history. I feel like uh, you lose some guys, but uh, at the end you get some new guys. I feel like uh, it's it's tough, man. Uh, losing Clay, losing Cobb, those are those are the big hitters. But at the same time, you're looking at these new guys that we have. I feel like uh, they're going to be um, what could be the new faces of the franchise. They they might be the ones to step up and. Uh, you know, we could have our next Clay Matthews. We could have our next Randall Cobb or fan favorites, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. And speaking of uh, fan favorites, during the draft, they got a couple guys that might be some. With first round, they got Rashawn Gary, and then they got Darnell Savage. So two big holes filled on the defensive side. And then they got Jay Sternberger, who could be a future tight end uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Um, when Jimmy Graham eventually could retire, Jay Sternberger could come in. And just all around a pretty solid draft for the Packers. They didn't do too much to help Aaron Rodgers, but do you think they'll be all right with the players they grabbed? Um, I think they'll. I well, let me let me see. Uh, I think from what they've grabbed, I feel like they got some solid picks. Uh, I especially love this new guy, Rashawn Gary. Uh, seeing him get, seeing his emotions when he got drafted, I feel like this is this is gonna be our next. Uh, this is bold prediction. I feel like this is gonna be our next fan favorite because you see the emotion that he puts into the locker room uh out in the field and you need a guy like that and i feel like uh with that number 14 pick i feel like that was a that was a solid choice for the green bay packers and uh and those other guys i feel like yeah um our uh, our general managers have uh our general manager has uh has never failed us before um so i feel like yeah they got some good guys for us next season yeah then we're gonna switch over and talk about the chicago bears and they probably have the best defense in football right now after getting Khalil Mack and just a lot of solid guys on defense. They added some with HaHa Clinton Dix, and then on their offense got Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson. So is that defense going to be just as dominant as we saw from last season? Um, I feel like that last season defense was uh, was incredible. Uh, seeing Khalil Mack tearing up the field, uh, you got to respect game, respect game. Um, but I feel like. Um, me personally, I, I look at this Bears defense and I feel like it's not going to live up to the hype that it's it's going at now. I feel like it has the potential to be even better uh, than it was last year, but I personally see that because um, I know that they have uh, they lost their defensive coordinator, um, I think, to the Vikings, if I'm I may be wrong, but um, uh, looking at that, I feel like the standards for them are super high and I feel like they might not hit the standard, but they'll still be that great defense yeah they, yeah and they lost the first preseason game 13 to 23 against the carolina panthers and then they lost uh adrian amos who we just talked about going over to green bay and then bryce callahan and obviously they cut cody parkey the kicker who double doinked in the playoffs last year so i mean good for bears fans to see him leave they yeah. ran him out of town <laughs> and uh then they traded jordan howard to philadelphia so now uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, or not Tyreek Hill, Tariq Cohen, sorry, becomes the number one guy for the Bears. But in the draft, they drafted David Montgomery, who might end up stealing the show at running back, and Riley Ridley, who could be a steal um, on offense at wide receiver. And just how good is David Montgomery going to end up becoming at running back? Um, I feel like uh, I feel like it's too early to tell, but uh, looking at some of his clips, I, I saw the kid uh, coming out of college. Um, I feel like he's 
he's a pretty good uh, player for the Bears. I feel like he'll he'll fill in that running back position uh, quite perfectly for their scheme. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel like he was a solid pick for them. Yeah, and then for the Detroit Lions, they're looking for a turnaround year after finishing last in their division last year. And then Mike Mach- or, uh, Matt Patricia is definitely going to be under the uh, microscope this season after um, falling out of the playoffs his first two years as head coach. But they did a lot of help to, uh, to help him out with that. They added Trey Flowers, who's a beast on defense, and then got Danny Amendola and Jesse James to help out the passing attack. And do you see the uh, Lions somewhat bouncing back? I feel like um, uh, you, you missed Mike Daniels there too. Uh, if you didn't mention, oh, yeah, I yeah. feel like that's, that's going to be a that's going to be a hard hitter. Uh, Mike Mike was a fantastic player when he played for Green Bay, and I feel like uh, he he has that veteran knowledge that he could pass on to these young guys coming into the Lions uh, locker room. So I feel like yeah, you could definitely expect some turnaround from uh, from their defense, especially with uh, that veteran and that rookie mix. Um, I feel like you could look for. Uh, Look for big things in the Detroit Lions uh, defense. Yeah, and they had another blowout loss as well. They lost 3-31 to against the New England Patriots, but the Patriots really showed out all their young quarterbacks and just looked really promising in that game. And then the draft, they got a top-five talent with uh, tight end TJ Hawkinson. Do you think he's going to be a beast? Um, I feel like the standards for him are super high. I'm looking at, uh, looking at all these... Uh, talk show hosts talking about him, or all these uh, all these sports hosts talking about him, and I feel like uh, I feel like he has the potential to to rise up and uh, be that be that solid rock that that offense needs. Uh, with Stafford uh, throwing the ball to him, I feel like uh, yeah, he definitely has a chance to exceed that potential, if not hit it. Yeah, he's definitely gonna blow up this year. That's really what they need is a solid weapon in the middle of the field. And then they got a lot of picks after TJ Hawkinson, but they're mostly guys that uh, really need to develop, not really promising um, prospects coming out of the draft after Hawkinson. And they lost TJ Lang, Glover Quinn, and Ziggy Ansah looking at it, so not really too many big losses for the Lions. And they're going to look pretty good going into uh, in next season, potentially. And then... The uh, Minnesota Vikings added Shamar Steven and then Josh Klein, but they re-signed a lot of players. They got Anthony Barr back after we thought he was going to sign with the Jets. He came back and re-signed, and then they got Dan Bailey and Amir Abdullah to re-sign. But the offensive uh, line is still a major red flag for the Vikings, don't you think? Um, I feel like yeah. The I feel like everyone puts the um puts a pressure on Cousins, but I feel like if you take a look at that line that they have uh, on offense, then I feel like uh, everyone can look at that and say, yikes. Because, uh, yeah, I feel like this is the year that um, uh, Kirk Cousins can uh, can go to the media and show them uh, that he's worth that $84 million contract that he was signed uh, just a few years ago. I feel like the offensive line is going to play a big part in that, but I feel like uh, if, if Cousins can learn how to scramble out of the pocket, then I feel like he'll, he'll do just fine. Yeah, and then they lost uh, Sheldon Richardson, Andrew Sandejo, and then they lost Latavius Murray. So now, um, what's his name? Who's the running back? Uh, I'm blanking. Yeah, so am I. Uh, we'll see. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook, that's it, from Florida that's State. Yeah, so do you think Dalvin Cook's going to bounce back? He's been really uh, injury-riddled throughout his career so far, and is he going to come up and take this starting job for the Vikings and be the workhorse? I feel like um, I feel like everyone coming into this NFL season uh, is coming in with uh, with a chip in their shoulder. Uh, people who've lost uh, a lot due to injuries, uh, 
starting jobs uh, coming up. Um, you know, I feel like everyone's going to come in, and I, especially Dalvin Cook. I feel like he's he's definitely got that uh, chip in his shoulder to show everyone that uh, he's not just injuries. He can he can show the league that uh, he can be the best that he can be. Yeah, and then for the draft, they got um, Garrett Bradbury, who is a solid player up front for the offensive line. Uh, really a guy that's going to help Kirk Cousins um, going into next year. And then got Irv Smith Jr., the tight end. And then they got Dylan Mitchell at in the uh, seventh round, and that's really a good sleeper pick I see going forward for the Vikings. But Garrett Bradbury is really going to um, help out up front, don't you think? Oh, for sure. I feel like uh, anytime uh, teams take a gamble like that for their offensive line, I feel like uh, they're uh, – the general manager knows what he's doing. I feel like that front office uh, is uh, taking a gamble and uh, and looking to find somebody who can help Kurt, Kurt out, you know? Yeah, and then we're going to go into our rankings, and then both the NFC and ASC North are two divisions that I think have a chance to potentially have three playoff teams, but the rankings I have right now, only one can come out of the AFC of the three that I have. But for the NFC, I'm going to have the Bears winning again at 10-6. and six. I just think Matt Nagy's offense and defense will probably be a top five in the NFC, maybe even NFC or uh, NFL in general. And then Packers at nine and seven, getting a wild card spot. I'm really expecting a bounce back year for the Packers, and um, they're going to get four and two in the division, which is going to be big because at the third spot, the Vikings also nine and seven. They're going to fall short in the final game, uh, going three and three in the division. And then in last, I have the Detroit Lions going 7-9. and nine. I think uh, Matt Patricia is really going to squeak by this year with his job, probably do enough to keep it for another year. And Do you agree with these rankings, Vadim? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like, uh, yeah, I agree with the Lions being down there. I feel like the Lions still need a few more years uh, to regroup, to rebuild, to get to where they need to be. Uh, of course, the Vikings as well. I feel like um, I feel like the, the Vikings and the Packers are uh, – are uh, at neck and neck, like you said, nine and seven. I feel like they both uh, they both have something to prove next year. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I agree with that, and especially with Matt Nagy on defense and offense. I feel like the Bears are going to kill it next year. I feel like it may not be as, as well as it was last year, but I feel like they'll definitely be a powerhouse in the NFC. Yeah, and then we're going to go ahead and switch over and talk about the AFC North, starting with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and we're going to see year two of quarterback Lamar Jackson. And they're going to um, – Harbaugh said that he's going to uh, up the atom with um, Lamar Jackson running the ball next year. Is that smart for Lamar's future? Um, I think in the long run I feel like it is smart, but I feel like um, – well, actually, I feel like it's going to be more of a Cam Newton approach because you see, you see Cam Newton uh, out with the Panthers. First few years he was a running beast, but you see him in the past few years, he's, he's, more, uh, he's more prone to throw the ball than he used to be where he would – who would run the ball at every opportunity. I feel like that's kind of be like uh, Lamar Jackson is also going to have that uh, that kind of step where he's he's going to have a few years of, uh, of that truth left in him where he's he's trying to run the ball. But I feel like slowly but surely he's going to start adapting to that passing game. But uh, as for as for what the coaches are trying to get him to run, I feel like uh, looking at over the past few games that he was playing uh, back in the last season – uh, looking at that boy run, people make jokes of them all the time. But uh, looking at that boy run, uh, that boy's quick, and uh, I feel like I wouldn't have the ball in anybody else's hands but his. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And then they added Earl Thomas, who's just a beast safety, and he just adds extra help to their secondary that's already scary enough with all the um, just players that they have out there just flying around on defense, getting turnovers after turnover. And then on offense, they added Mark Ingram to help the run game a little bit with Lamar Jackson. So all in all, pretty good offseason um, ad-wise, don't you think? Oh, for sure. I feel like uh, I feel like it's all about veteran presence. I feel like in the locker room, both uh, like you said, uh, defense. They got Earl Thomas Jr. They uh, he's been in the league for quite a while. He knows what he's doing. He can get these young guys up. And uh, and, um, and and as for offensively, I feel like that's that same presence can be uh, can be made. I feel like these veterans can help pick up these rookies or sophomores like Lamar Jackson, and you know, kind of encourage them and, and help them. Uh, molded to superstars one day, and that, that's how I see it. Yeah, and then their defense and wide receiver took a big um, hit this offseason. They probably lost more than any team in the league. They lost T.J. Mosley, Zadarius Smith, Terrell Suggs, and Eric Waddell on defense, and then John Brown and Michael Crabtree leave. And then we also talked about them trading Joe Flacco, so they lost a lot of pieces on defense, but the secondary is still um, as scary as ever. But is the uh, front little seven of Baltimore going to be able to hang out, hang on in this division? Um, I feel like uh, as we're going to talk about these next few teams, I feel like uh, Baltimore's really going to have to make that extra push with, uh, with the Steelers out for looking out for some revenge with the Browns looking with their new star. I feel like uh, they're going to have to need that extra little push to get to where they need to be. Yep, and then um, during the draft, they got Marquise Hollywood Brown, who adds just much needed wide receiving help. Uh, for Lamar Jackson, who's going to try to pass more, hopefully next season, and then Jalen Ferguson and Miley Boykin. So it's probably going to be a pretty fun team to watch next year, and we're just going to have to see how it plays out in Baltimore. And then for the Cincinnati Bengals, um, they got a new head coach as well. They bring in Zach Taylor, who maybe could boost Andy Dalton. Um, he's been a little shaky the past couple years in Cincinnati, and. Um, they also lost A.J. Green, who's out for multiple weeks with another ankle injury. So what are you looking at with uh, Cincinnati right now? I feel like uh, with A.J. Green being out, I feel like they lost one of their uh, one of their best wide receivers. Because uh, looking at A.J. Green, he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, I feel like that, that's going to take a big toll on, uh, on the Bengals coming into this 2019-2020 season. Um, I feel like with this new head coach, I feel like they're going to need to start adapting more. Uh, I feel like with new wide receivers, uh, with what replacement for uh, A.J. Green, I feel like it's all about adapting for them. They're going to have to adapt with this new head coach. They're going to have to adapt with the offense, also with the defense. So I feel like this is their season to where they have to you know, start adapting uh, for future years to come. Yeah, and I really want to see if those wide receivers are going to step up with A.J. Green out with um, Tyler Boyd and John Ross just to see if they can step up and carry this offense with Green out. Uh, they lost uh, Vontez Burfett and then Tyler Croft, but with Tyler Croft leaving, they extended Tyler Eifert and then added John Brown, B.W. Webb, and Preston Brown. So not really two big names that really come off the board to me. What do you think? Um, I feel like, are you talking about the draft? Uh, no, just free agency. Free agency. I feel like uh, I feel like they took some risks. I feel like with that, um, with those signings, that those aren't two big names, but uh, but you know, teams gotta stay like that. They can't, when teams can't uh, afford these big names, um, I feel like they're gonna have to hit small 
small contracts, small players, but I feel like in the end, the result will be uh, somewhat extraordinary if these players are able to play to their full potential. Yeah, and then we're gonna, we'll switch over to the draft now. And uh, they got Jonah Williams and then eventually took Ryan Finley, the quarterback, in the fourth round. Um, many people thought that they go quarterback first round. And why do, you, why do you think they didn't go quarterback first round? I feel like, uh, I don't know about what everybody else is saying, but I feel like uh, Andy Dalton has, has one more year to prove himself, uh, just to show people that uh, if he can be that Bengals quarterback, uh, and I feel like it's their, uh, it's his do or die. If he can show them that he can be their quarterback, perfect. Uh, if he falls short, then I guess uh, onto that 2020 uh, NFL draft, I feel like that's when they're going to start looking. Yeah, 100%. And then the big news out of the AFC North, we're going to switch over now and talk about the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns um, added Baker Mayfield with a ton of talent all around offensively. And then they got a 30-10 to 10 win uh, so far in week one against Washington. But none of the offensive players really played that game. But do you see the Brownies return to the playoffs this year? Um, I, I see... I see some strength coming out of the Browns team. I feel like uh, I don't want to I don't want to overhype it too much, but I feel like uh, it's gonna be scary to watch uh, Baker tossing to to o- Odell. He's gonna be tossing to um, to Landry. I feel like he's got some offensive weapons there. Um, I know that they picked up a tight end. Uh, his name slips my mind, but they recently picked up a tight end in uh, free agency. Six five, uh, big dude. I feel like they'll, he'll be able to help them as well. Uh, defensively, I feel like um, it'll be the same. I feel like this Browns team is going to be uh, is going to be pushed with Miles Garrett. Uh, you know that that former uh, number one pick in the 2017 draft. I feel like he's going to be able to push them more. They've got a they got a few tools on that defense as well. I feel like uh, yeah, they have what it takes to uh, push it to that next level, push it to the playoffs, and who knows even further. Yeah, I'm really high on the Browns this year. I really like that trade with Odell Beckham Jr. That is just a solid trade for the Browns, adding just another uh, dynamic offensive weapon for Baker. And they also got Olivier Vernon, who was really overlooked in that trade. And then they got Sheldon Richardson in free agency. So they're teaming up with Miles Garrett. That's a scary edge rushing uh, trio with those three guys. And then they got Kareem Hunt, which is really underrated, coming um, into the later season when his suspension's over. They're going to have the best uh, running back room in the league, I think, when he comes back with um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt as a one-two punch duo uh, later heading into the playoffs. So I really see a strong push later in the season when he comes back. And then they lost uh, Jabril uh, Peppers and Kevin Zettler in the OBJ trade and then lost Jamie Collins and Brashad Pierman. So just an A-plus um, offseason, in my opinion. I don't know about you, for the Browns. Just I really liked all the moves they made offensively and defensively, and they're going to be a really scary team. Oh, for sure. Um, looking at the people that they lost, looking at the people that they uh, added, I feel like the people that they added um, overweighs what they lost. Uh, like you mentioned, Jabril Peppers, them losing Jabril Peppers, them losing a few uh, a few of their key guys. But um, looking at who they got, they got Odell, they got Hunt, they got they also added uh, Morgan Burnett on that defense. Uh, they they added a few good guys that that are able, fully able to take them to that next level as I was talking about. Yep, and then in the draft, they uh, took Gritty Williams. So that's back-to-back corners uh, with their first pick and back-to-back drafts after they got Denzel Ward last year. And they're just two lockdown guys at the cornerback position, two young 
um, guys that are just going to dominate for years to come together. And then they got Sheldrick, Redline, and Mac Wilson, who are just incredible values at the picks that they took them at. So just really a good offseason for the Browns, and we're really going to see them hopefully blow up next year with Baker Mayfield. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers, the big news for them is losing uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, who they traded to the Oakland Raiders. We talked about franchise guys with the Packers, but these two are definitely franchise guys. And just how big of losses do you think they're going to be for the Steelers? I feel like um, the Steelers have a perfect opportunity to take these losses uh, into a big win. I feel like uh, Big Ben especially, he's got that big chip in his shoulder. I feel like losing two of his uh, two of his offensive guys running and uh, with the running game and with the catching game or the passing game, um, I feel like he has that big chip in his shoulder, and I feel like he's going to come into this next season uh, out to prove something, out to prove that uh, his talent isn't just based off of uh, off of his teammates. And I feel like uh, he's got he's got some nice wide receivers. He's got Juju on that team. He's got uh, he's got he has the talent that he needs uh, to settle for the playoffs, even uh, even going further into it to make a deep playoff push. Yeah, and they got uh, they lost Morgan Burnett, Jesse James, and then Marcus Gilbert, who they traded away a big piece from their offensive line. And then they added Steven Nelson, Mark Barron, and then they added Dante Moncrief, who is going to be in a uh, big wide receiver number two battle with James Washington, the sophomore receiver, with Juju being number one. Who do you see pulling through with the number two spot between Moncrief and Washington? Um, I feel like I'm going to have to go with Washington here. Um, I, I've, I've seen some of his highlights. I, I don't know the kid too much, but uh, I feel like I'm going to go with him. I feel like he's going to be able to fit in with uh, with Tomlin's scheme perfectly. I feel like he's going to fit in with Big Ben perfectly. But I feel like the most important thing at this point with the Steelers is your attitude. I feel like if you have the positive attitude, if you have that Juju Smith-Schuster uh, energy, uh, that positive vibe going around, then I feel like that's what will really get you success uh, playing with this team. Yeah, and I think uh, James Washington has the best upside um, for the wide receiving core, well, besides Juju Smith-Schuster. And then with Antonio Brown gone, Washington gets a lot more targets, so he might have a blow-up year. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see how that really plays out. In the draft, they traded up um, to the number 10 spot and took uh, Devin Bush, the linebacker, and he's looking really promising for their defense. And um, he might be able to replace Ryan Shazier if he um, doesn't come back, or at least until he comes back. Um, so are you really looking at Devin Bush right now leading that defense? Um, I'm looking at Devin Bush. Uh, I saw the pick that they got. Uh, I feel like he has the potential to uh, push that Pittsburgh Steelers defense back to where it needs to be. I feel like uh, over the past few years, uh, I feel like I could compare the Pittsburgh Steelers to, uh, to the Green Bay Packers to where their their offense uh, offense has been great, but at the same time, their defense is what's really uh, holding them down. So I feel like the addition with, uh, with Devin Bush is – um, really brings out that uh, defense and that defensive potential uh, to bring this bring this Steelers team to the next level. And then the valued picks for the Steelers kind of ended after Bush. So after Bush, not really a, that good of a draft. And then for the uh, divisional rankings for the AFC North, I'm going to go ahead and say I'll hop on the bandwagon. Um, I think the Browns are winning the division going 10-6. and six. The Browns are going to have a chance to go to the toilet bowl and I think Baker is going to have a top three MVP finish. Do you agree with that? 
Oh, for sure. I feel like uh, Baker definitely has the potential too. Uh, I feel like going into this, uh, going into this next season, I feel like uh, the MVP candidates top five. Honestly, it's uh, it's going to be a tough one. But I feel like we're going to have Mahomes in the mix, Breeze in the mix somewhere. Uh, we might have Andrew Luck, but uh, definitely we have Baker Mayfield in that uh, MVP conversation uh, with the skill that he has and uh, the assets that he has around him. Uh, the question now is, why not? Yeah, 100%. And uh, just Baker has all the talent around him to eventually become an elite quarterback in this league going into a sophomore season. And then I have the Ravens in second place going 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, They're going to be a fun team to watch next year, a fun, young, exciting, dynamic team. But I feel like they will come up short of the playoffs after winning the division last year. And then I have the Steelers in third going 7-9 and nine and just – if one of those um, Moncrief or Washington can't step up as a number two guy in Pittsburgh, Juju's going to have a lot of problems. Um, uh, if he gets double teamed as a number one guy, that's w- w- where he shined last year with Antonio Brown being double teamed. But if those double teams now shift over to his side, I think they're going to struggle, um, especially, especially down the stretch. And then the Bengals finishing last at 5-10. and 10. I think uh, we might be seeing Andy Dalton's last year as a starter um, in Cincinnati. I don't think they'll move on from him, um, like from the team, but I definitely feel like they'll move on from him as a starter going into next year. What do you think? I feel like, uh, yeah, I agree with the Andy Dalton comments. I feel like uh, I feel like they might have the, the situation that the Ravens had last year where they, uh, where they drafted Lamar uh, Jackson, and, and they, they kind of play Andy Dalton just a little bit, and then uh, when they when – they, truly understand that you know he's not our guy then they're going to put that uh put that second string quarterback whoever it is uh in next year's draft uh my prediction is uh i feel like they'll they'll get somebody in the first round and i feel like uh somewhere along the season of the let's say 2020 and 2021 uh season i feel like they'll have to put in that uh that rookie quarterback uh who uh you know kind of put some lights on him see if he knows what he's doing uh yeah, but I totally agree. I feel like Andy Dalton's coming to a coming to an end at the starting job for Cincinnati. Yeah, and then looking at where my rankings are right now and where the Bengals sit, I don't see them in a spot potentially to get like Tua or Jake Fromm, but I could see uh, Justin Herbert maybe falling to him. And if he does, that'd be a great pick for Cincinnati. And you're right, uh, spot on maybe with um, Baltimore how they might keep Andy Dalton in the season after to start for a little bit and then put the rookie in. But we'll just have to wait and see really how that goes for Cincinnati and what their future is going to look like. And then that pretty much wraps up all of our NFL offseason review and rankings. So uh, thank you for joining me today, Vadim. All right. It wasn't a problem. I can just honestly say that uh, only about 25-plus days until uh, the NFL season. So uh, go Pack Go and let's get it. Yep. All right. Go Pack Go. And um, – Just with the NFL coming up, we got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about, like we already said. And just thank you guys for listening to this episode. And if you get the chance, go back and check out some of the other ones. So I'll see you guys next time. Peace, Vadim. See you.